to another episode of Three Peas in a Podcast. On this week's episode, you can finally delete all your emails at one time. AT&T does not want to hear any suggestions, so do not bother. Uh, T-Mobile actually has the answer to that problem. More gas has been poured on the fire on the war between Apple and Samsung. Apple also now has solid proof that no matter which iteration of the iPhone 6S you possess, more than likely you have identical battery life to anybody else that has the same phone. Also, introducing Artist's Tip of the Week, Mike's Plug, and Joe's Trivia. But before we get to all that, my name is Artis. My name is Mike. And this is Joseph. And we are three Ps in a podcast. Hopefully everybody have, is having a great Sunday. Been a pretty fair-weathered day. Not too hot, not too cold. You know, pretty comfortable. No complaints here. Hopefully every day will be this way. Be a pretty decent winter. Let's get into it. So finally, guys, you can delete all your emails at once. Thanks, thanks to iOS 9. Please give me your uh, insight on that. Finally, man. That's years in the making. Yeah, a lot of people have been asking about that one. Yeah, uh, it's, it's just for those of you who aren't familiar with it, it has been a feature that has been available in the Android operating system for a while now. But thanks to iOS 9's latest update, Apple finally lets you delete all of your emails at once per account. So I'm going to give you a little bit of insight on that, how that works, and exactly what I mean by per account. Um, so basically, to do this, you open up your mail account, of course. Um, you're going to go to, instead of going to all inboxes, you're going to want to specifically go to each account's inbox. So for instance, if you have a Yahoo, a Gmail, etc., you want to go each inbox first instead of going to all inboxes. So you go hit in the top right, you hit the letter, the word, I'm sorry, edit. In the bottom right hand, you see trash all. And that's pretty much it. Every email in that account will be in that in inbox will be deleted at that point, and you move on to the next one. So now you don't have to go one by one and delete those emails. Save you a lot of time and a lot of headaches. Right. So can can you do that from the commercial accounts like Gmail, Yahoo, um, uh, what else is on there? Exchange, Exchange Outlook. Mobile. Yeah, you can do that from all those accounts. So it, it, it actually is deleting it from the server, yes. or is it from the physical yes. so device? So please make sure, people, if you're ready to delete all, you're ready to really delete all. Yeah. Right. So that means it's coming off the server. It's coming off the server. So if you do, if you do it on the phone, and then you go on the computer and sync it up, it'll be all those emails will be now <laughs> in your trash can. All right, but is it, is it going to a is it going to a deleted bin? It's or? going to whatever your deleted. Uh, your default. So deleted. if I delete it, I can go to my trash and right. bring it back, right? Right. So and if you have a Gmail, deleted. most of the time it goes into your archive mailbox. So, but you still are able to to retrieve those for up to seven days. All right. Cool. Well, that's a good workaround for everybody. It's not all the way gone, so all is not lost. But you know, if you want it to be, it's there for you. That's a good space saver too. Oh yeah, right. big for space phone, saver. Yeah, that removes a lot of space out of your phone. Mm-hmm. Especially for people who don't really, you know, check their emails on a regular basis. You know. You guys have seen it. We have plenty of people who have a thousand emails at one time unread. Now they can delete them all instead of having to go one by one. So it's great for uh, great for stuff. business customers. Yeah, I think yeah. I have about five thousand emails in one of my accounts. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't need you to delete your emails. I have about ten thousand in one. So that's what the search engine, their search, uh, is for. You can mm. find them really quick. <laughs> that is true, but uh, please read your emails. Uh, we don't want to have too many junk emails out there. Plus, how are you guys going to tell these people not to do it if you guys are doing it? Please lead by example. Uh, so moving on, uh, big story coming out of this week. Uh, AT and T caught a lot of flack. Um, pretty much, uh, they you know got a suggestion from a customer, which I'll get into in a second here. Uh, instead of them responding with a you know a unique message that was geared toward that particular customer's concerns, they sent out the legal mumbo jumbo of pretty much 
screw off. We don't want to hear it. You know, leave us alone. So before I ask for you guys' opinions on this, I'm going to tell you pretty much what happened. So we had a customer. We won't name him. We'll just call him AT&T's lifelong customer, which is the signature that he used on his email. Um, so basically what he did was he sent an email to Randall Stevenson. Um, and he uh, he pretty much was asking for a simple, um, pretty much just a, just a little uh, a la carte, if you will, um, for different features on his uh, text or his text and emails and all that kind of stuff. So basically, he said that he would like to see an improvement by AT and T giving DSL users unlimited data, which they actually used to have, um, and a thousand text messages for ten dollars a month, or 500 messages for $7 a month. So in response, AT&T's legal team uh, sent, quote, AT&T has a policy of not entertaining unsolicited offers to adopt, analyze, develop, license, or purchase third-party intellectual property from members of the general public. Therefore, we respectfully decline to consider your suggestion, signed the AT&T legal team. And that caused a bit of a stir, you know, pretty much uh, everybody's jumping on board. Um, John Laguerre, T-Mobile's uh, CEO, had a response to it. Um, but before I get into that, I would like to get you guys' uh, thoughts on what you think, you know, how you think that happened. Um, <clears throat> my thoughts are uh, at a time and point when there's a big focus on uh, customer service. Mm-hmm. It's not a good look for at and It sounds like nobody even read the email. Right. Well, but I mean, I, I can almost kind of understand, you know, AT&T is a very huge company. You know, they've got a team of attorneys, you know, they've got patent attorneys in the office, you know, uh, and probably any other kind of attorney in the, in those offices up there. Um, they file their own patents, you know, they, 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 um, they file them, they approve them. They have their own stuff. They're a very productive company that really doesn't need your, your idea because <laughs> nine times out of 10, if it's, if it's something you present to them, they probably already have a patent on it or, you or they're know, at least thinking about it or they'll just take your idea and patent it before you can because they have the 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 uh, the means to. But on the same side of that argument, don't make your responses sound like it's a computer responding to you. Make it sound like a human responding to you. Mm. Yeah. To me, in this instance, I think ignoring it would have been the best answer because damn if you do, damn if you don't. Um, you give a you know a legal response. Now we're talking about it. Everybody else is talking about it. It makes it seem like you don't care. But on the other side of that, you know you don't want to conform to what he wants because at that point, you know they've had lawsuits before where people are saying, oh, they took my ideas and that kind of thing. Well, um, I so. mean, if you think about it, he's telling. He basically is. He's telling you, right? We don't want your ideas. We don't need them. You know, he's he's cut, <laughs> right. He's putting it cut and dry. Like avoid all the legal action. This and that. We don't need them. Yeah, it's true. We have our own legal department. We are, we're we're light years ahead of technology. We're doing all these things anyway. You know, at, at the end of the day, why would anybody at AT and T want to entertain you know uh, a backyard project when they have their own? You know. Well, apparently not everybody agrees with you, Mister Joseph. Uh, I see that. So, uh, Mister Laguerre, T Mobile CEO, his response was well, one of his responses. It absolutely quote. It absolutely amazes me that Randall would tell a lifelong customer to basically go away and talk to my lawyers. I interact with customers on a daily basis so I can hear their ideas firsthand. It's called living in the 21st century. Um, So Mr. Laguerre has never been one to shy away from his opinions. Definitely, uh, he's going to always 
you know, take advantage of any opportunity to bash AT&T, as he's done in the past. Um, so following up with his comments here, he's actually opened up a uh, an email account, which is ideasforrendal at tmobile.com. Um, and he also has a uh, hashtag on Twitter at ideas for Randall. So, of course, you know, people have memes and different things like that coming at him. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a circus. But, you know, what do you guys think about him doing the uh, email and the hashtag? All publicity is good publicity. Yes. True. It's just another way, way to step on AT&T when That's they're true. looking bad. That's it. It kind of, it kind of it makes you ask a question, like, which, which one of these companies is, is, is more far ahead, you know, in advancement? You know, if AT&T can say, you know, shoo away, and then uh, and, um, uh, this other company is saying, you know, we're welcoming every, you know, your ideas, you know, it might be a leg up for them, you know? It's true. Um, I just wonder, you know, if if this stems from, you know, a while back when AT&T was trying to buy T-Mobile and John Laguerre blamed AT&T for the deal falling through and things like that. I, I think maybe it's personal at this point between him and the company. What do you think? Oh, yeah, definitely personal. They lost a lot of money in that deal. I mean, actually, no, let me rephrase that. They gained a lot of money in that deal, but they didn't gain enough spectrum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, uh, if you, I mean, ideas from customers almost do do get up, upheld, you know, because it's based off what the market does anyway. I mean, it would be dumb for a company to, to continue on doing, you know, something that, the rest of the industry is not doing, you know. So eventually, everyone follows suit anyway. So, well, reading reading further into it, agency says that it's a way to protect themselves because they don't want a customer saying that they gave them the idea for this product or this service, and then have the customers wind up suing them for it. Oh, sort of like the University of Wisconsin, right? Sort of like that. Oh, uh, we're gonna get into that in a minute, guys. You're jumping ahead of me. Here. Sorry about that. Jumping ahead. Jumping ahead. <laughs> So we do want to make uh, we do want to make one correction from our from last week's episode dealing with uh, the Wi-Fi calling feature available to AT and T's customers now. Um, last week we said that it was available to all iPhone models that are running iOS nine. Um, actually, I'm sorry, I said that, uh, which Mr. Joseph just corrected me on. Um, so just to make the correction, that is for iPhone six, six plus, six S, and six S plus running iOS 9. Um, no phones before and no software before. Not 8, um, not 7, not 6, not 5, <laughs> but 9. Right. Um, so, again, that is my mistake, but thank you, Mr. Uh, Joseph, for creating Oh, this. no problem. Also, uh, unlock phones, too. Yes, tell us more about that, Mike. So, pretty much, if your phone is unlocked from the for, from Apple, mm-hmm. can't use a Wi-Fi calling feature. It's specific only to certain carriers. And that is now for the 6S and the 6S Plus, Mike. You can use any... It, it can be the unlocked version. It doesn't have to be the AT&T version. But for the 6 and the 6 Plus, it has to be the AT&T version. It cannot be unlocked. Right. Well, why, why is that? The reason being is because the Wi-Fi calling uses the HD voice feature, which is exclusive to... On the 6 and the 6 Plus, it was exclusive to the AT&T models. And that uses the uh, the voiceover LTE, and then all of the six S's, and I'm sure every iPhone going forward already include the voiceover LTE feature. So you can really use any any version of the phone. So it doesn't have to be the AT&T version. It can be unlocked if you have a six S and a six S plus. If it just have... has to support voiceover LTE. That is correct. Which most of them do. Most of them do. There is only a few of them, like the international versions, that might not. But for the most part, they all do. So, 
if you have an AT&T iPhone, either way, you'll be fine. Um, moving on. So, did you guys know that Ape, that Apple will offer prorated refunds for any unused Apple Care and Apple Care Plus uh, plans on iPhones uh, going forward? What do you think? What did you guys know about that? Yeah, that's pretty cool. All the money that they make, they can finally give me some back. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Apple Care is getting more and more expensive every single time a new phone comes out. It seems like that's right. pretty cool because we there's a lot of customers that upgrade. From sixes to six pluses very frequently mm-hmm. before the year. So, for them to be able to get a refund back on their previous purchase, uh, Apple Care, that's a pretty pretty good for a customer. For a customer, mm-hmm. it just makes it makes pretty good sense because most most of the consumers out there do really don't realize that all their insurance comes to the comes through the same uh, insurance company, Assurion, uh, mm-hmm. through all the major carriers. Yep, um, Assurion has a a plan where you know your deductible starts somewhere around two hundred dollars. And uh, whatever you do not use, if let's say for instance, if you don't use it for six months, it'll decrease about fifty bucks every every uh, six months that you don't use it. So this kind of goes hand in hand. It's a prorated deal. You know, if you pay a hundred bucks for Apple Care, trade your phone in in a year, you know, you'll get fifty bucks back. Right, and that's right. if you have no service incidents, by the way. Right. Yeah, okay. okay, so once you have a service incident, it pretty much just... Well, it cuts it in half because you get mm-hmm. two a year, mm-hmm. so it cuts it in half. So if you have a service incident in that first year, you only get $25 back, twenty four ninety nine to be exact. Um, so uh, also, um, it works for MacBooks as well. So for instance, uh, the MacBook Pros, their Apple Care is $349. So after a year, you would have uh, $233 remaining in value. Um, and then, of course, you know, they're going to prorate that so you get about 209 back. Of course, that's with no incidents. Um, so to claim your refund, you have to contact Apple by phone, fax, or mail. And you have to provide your device's serial number, the agreement number from the Apple Care plan that you first signed up for, and proof of purchase as uh, like it, like pretty much an original receipt. Um, so Apple may, on certain in some cases, they may waive the receipt requirement. If both the device covered and the service plan were purchased directly through them, so yeah, this is pretty simple. It's a uh, way it's worded is the original cost prorated for the time remaining, less the value of any service used, and less a cancellation fee of either twenty five dollars or ten percent of the prorated remaining value, whichever is lower. Right. That's that's the correct wording. So that's how it works. It's a good way if you break it down on a monthly basis. It pretty much works out to the same as. Regular insurance mm-hmm. for yourself. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. It's about the same thing when you break it down. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, I mean, for the people who trade their phones in a lot, it's a great program. I mean, because you have a lot of unused Apple Care that would just sit there if you're trading your phones or selling your phones or whatever the case may be. So, now you have a way of getting some of it back. I mean, you know, every penny counts. So. All right, you, got, you guys got to remember also, like, nowadays the subsidies are, all, are not in the devices anymore. <clears throat> so, the insurance is very important, you know. Uh, you you pay anywhere upwards of six fifty to nine hundred and fifty dollars for a device, it was even more I think for the six S plus. Um, without that insurance, guys, if you lose that phone, break that phone, drop it in water, you know you're on, you're on the line for that amount of money to replace it. Right, especially if you're on one of the installment plans. Yep, especially you got to pay it off and then pay for another phone all in the same <laughs> trans- and all in the same transaction. You know, all this here, you know, she says mumble jumbo about uh, insurance is a fraud. 
read about it, pull it up on Google, learn about it. It's not a fraud. It actually is, is a very good tool to have in your back pocket with these devices here. So don't 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 listen to your neighbor and, you know, think it's a scam. It's actually a, a pretty well thought out plan to, to cover right. your device. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, people, it, you, you definitely don't know more than the person that's selling the stuff to you. At least hear them out and just consider the pros and cons of going either way. Um, you don't want to have, you know, like we talk about every every week, it's, you know, seven, eight, nine hundred dollar phone. Uh -huh. And you want to have it protected. I mean, who wants to pay full price for a phone, break it, then pay full, full price for the phone again? Yeah, you know, you know while, while we're on that subject matter, let's just kind of let's clear something up real quick. So I think the biggest misconception is, is that when the two year contract existed, <laughs> uh, people were paying subsidized costs on the device itself. Wait, wait, wait. So I wasn't paying I wasn't paying a dollar and buying the phone. No, you were not. Okay, well, that's right. what you were paying. Okay, that's so, what it felt like. But it yeah, it seems true. like that. So it's just clear to air. Let's just make sure everyone understands how this worked because there are a handful of people out there that 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 think or are still onto your contract. So let's just break this down real quick. All right, Apple prices these devices. Right, the right. carriers don't price these devices. You have a 16 gig iPhone. I'm gonna go through each one just so we get this correct. Please do. You have a 16 gig iPhone. That price is set at 649.99. It is what it is, right? The phone is not 199.99. It's a subsidized cost that you that you pay up front in return for a two year contract. Now on the old rate plans, those rate plans are are, are highly inflated to cover the cost of that device. So the company's going to have you for two years. They're going to make their money back plus a little extra. Nowadays, what's happening is your, your subsidies are built in your rate plans. Those rate plans have been dropped tremendously, and you're paying full cost for the device. And, uh, and what's happening is, is uh, with the insurance, if you lose or break that phone, you know, you're on the line for that amount of money. That's six forty nine ninety nine. Yes, sir. So even though your deductible may be around two hundred, one hundred and fifty dollars, fifty dollars, or whatever, think about what's happening now. The, the The insurance company is sending you a phone, and the next twenty four to four, they're expediting this process. They care about you, and they're billing you on the back end. Right. That's correct. Yep. For a brand new device, a device yeah. that's worth, even if it's a pre-owned device, that device is worth at least $450 to $650. Mm -hmm. yeah. Even if you take it on uh, Apple Care side, the phone is worth $650, and every claim is about one, uh, $80 or $100, depending uh, upon... Yeah, yeah, it depends on the phone. Mm -hmm. yeah. So every instance, like say your phone falls in water, take it to the Apple store... My phone fell in water for 80 bucks. They're replacing your device with a brand new device. Brand new device. Even if it's certified like new, it's still worth more than what you're paying in a deductible. Right. You know, so you're getting, you're getting, you're getting more than your money's worth. Way more. So, um, so you, so you're saying that when I go into my phone carrier and I say, I want another phone in a two year contract and I'm going to pay a dollar for it. <laughs> I'm not buying my phone. Am I buying it? Am I leasing it? What's going on? Please tell me because I, I really don't know. You're Please. signing a two-year contract. Right. So I'm not buying a $700 phone for a dollar at that point? Nope. And you're okay. just paying unnecessary, unnecessary subsidy on That's that it. device. Unnecess it doesn't make sense to do it. Well, it just does not make sense to do a two-year contract at all. So this is like a uh, like a subsidized student loan, basically. Pretty right? much. So the loan was 10000 but by the time I pay it off, <laughs> it's going to be 100000 <laughs> Pretty much. About the same <laughs> thing. Okay. Just making sure. So it's not like a grant. It's more of it's, it's, it's a loan. Pretty much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I got to pay it back then some. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Just making sure. 
Cause uh, remember those? I know you remember the days when you used to get free phones, right? Oh, I remember those, man. Oh yeah, I miss my oh, free yeah. phones. Free phone, right? Free phones. Who? But your plan was was extremely high, right? Extremely. I remember paying for one line of service with my carrier. I was paying close to one hundred and twenty dollars for one line of service. Goodness. Mm. Now you could pay two <laughs> lines of service for one hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah. If you got like a employment discount, you'd be under that. Yeah, uh, and that's, there, there's no catch to it. It is what it is. You just buy the phone. The phone is six fifty, seven fifty, eight fifty. That's what you pay for it. The subsidy is not built onto the phone anymore. It's built in your rate plan. The, the carriers are doing you a huge favor, especially if you're going to upgrade the phone quickly. I mean, you're never paying full retail price. You're paying about half. And then there's upgrade options. You know, you, you're not in a contract. Technically, you control the terms of your yep. of your deal now. You know, I mean, nowadays you can buy a phone from anywhere. You can get it from any carrier. You can get it from Apple. You can get it unlocked. You can get it from eBay, Amazon, wherever you want to. Right. Um, uh, at that point, you know, it's just uh, it is what it is. Some really good info. You're, you're, you're paying for a computer, so it's worth it. You know. So you're pretty much shutting down the whole free phone uh, myth at this point. You're debunking that rumor. It never happened. There was never a free phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what my carrier told me. So I think I'm they never told you it was free. That is true. If you if you nah, you have to read. <laughs> I don't want to read, man. I just want a free phone. A contract means you're paying for something. True. If somebody true. gives you something for free. And you're in a two-year contract, and you can't get out of it. You're paying for something. True, <laughs> true that. That so, is true because you definitely couldn't get out of those contracts. You can't get out. Well, you can get out. You're gonna pay a termination fee, and guess what? That termination fee is gonna pay for your free phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's there to cover the cost. Sometimes they will pay for your free phone and then some, and then some because you've already <laughs> paid that in the rate plan. So they've already drawn about three, four hundred bucks out of you anyway. They so, charge another four hundred to, to so, cancel the contract. So when you get upset and think that you're gonna go ahead and go to a different carrier, carrier gonna make their money plus some, and then you're gonna do the other carrier another favor <laughs> by you know uh, pulling more money out of your pocket. So just put it this way, consumers, you're not gonna win. Well, you will, but only if you take advantage of what's offered. You got to play it smart. And, and really know what's going on. Well, if, you, if you're out of contract and you're on month to month, is the only uh, leverage that you have. Other than that, you have no leverage. That is true. I mean, they should do it like every other country in the world and just not do any kind of two years or, you know, installments. If you want the phone, you buy the phone. Pretty much. I just think Bill Gates should just give everybody in the world an iPhone. I agree with that. <laughs> uh, so let's give him a call and... <laughs> Just get free phones, or at least at least pay some of our bill. You know, at least twenty dollars worth of it. I mean, if he would give me six months of free service, I'll I'll be in good shape. Spread does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I want the phone. I want to have service on my phone. I want it to work. <laughs> True. I mean, I'll stick with my carrier. But so that's why they give it away free. <laughs> <laughs> they are giving it away free, man. A dollar a month. <laughs> You don't have to sign anything. No contract. You just no walk in there. You just walk in there with an old iPhone six. And there you, walk, you go. You walk out with a new six S and free service and everything else. It's ridiculous, man. Oh man, that's a great. I mean, you know, more power to them. They're they're getting customers. That's what it's all about. No, all jokes aside, I had I had the service for about thirteen years, so they were good to me, Lord. And so I couldn't use the phone in my apartment anymore. But <laughs> it was a wrap. The phone that works in their stores. <laughs> is there is there a special antenna in, in, the, in these stores? It's gotta be. Because <laughs> once you walk outside, you're instantly wrong. That's funny, man. That's funny. 
I remember when they didn't have uh, free roaming on their plans. All the Sprint people had like five hundred dollar bills because uh. they were roaming every second of every day. That was pretty funny. All right, guys, let's move on. So last week we uh, we told everybody that um, you know no matter which iPhone you had, um, you were getting the same battery life and same performance, you know, etc. So there's two companies for those of you unfamiliar out there. Uh, there's Samsung, of course, and there's a company called TSMC. That makes the chips, you know, the A9 uh, chip for the iPhone 6S and 6S Plus. Um, so there's a uh, there's a test that was done, uh, which can be found on Mac Rumors, uh, which supports the claim that no matter which iPhone you had, you are going to get the same performance uh, out of each one. So if you guys want to find out, it's MacRumors.com. That's M-A-C-R-U-M-O-R-S.com. And they have, a, you know, they have a test on there where they just show the Wi-Fi, you know, web searching, web browsing, that kind of thing. Everything is identical. So, guys, please, please, please give me your opinions on this. And how do you think this affects everything going forward? It pretty much proves that Apple makes a quality product, regardless of who their manufacturer is. Yeah, I mean, there's a certain level, you know, a certain level of quality that they, they will uh, and will not accept. Um, I think that's really big, you know, just to just to confirm that because a lot of people have their doubts at this point. But, you know, now it shows that no matter who's making their stuff, they're not going to accept it. They're not going to put it out until it meets their standards. They're very high standards, I might add. Um, so another one, another big thing. So Apple <laughs> was uh, ordered to pay a uh, university, the University of Wisconsin, a uh, patent lawsuit worth get this guys 234 million dollars at first it was it was about it was close to a billion before yep it was a, it was a little bit over it was 862 million at first man so, so they caught a break moving it down to 234 but that's still ridiculous that 800 what'd you say 862 862 million and this is coming from the a7 and a8 Chips that's that's in the uh, iPhones. That's that's like a small university's entire endowment. Right. Not for nothing, guys. Shame on the patent judges though for letting that that first patent go through. Right. Like, how do you let a patent go through knowing that somebody else has it and you're a patent judge or a patent lawyer? That is true. Um, So basically, the the ruling on this uh, it's a jury rule that Apple had infringed on a patent that was owned by the Wisconsin Alumni Research Foundation. Um, and it was the A7, A8, and A8X processors that were in the 2013 and 2014 iPhone and iPads. So originally, the 862 was something that um, the Alumni Research Foundation had asked for, but they lowered the request to $400 million and then... You know, Apple was well, uh, ordered to pay two thirty four. Well, so, just something that that I, I've kind of done some research on. Um, if you have a patent, all right, mm-hmm. and let's say, for instance, uh, you try to pull a strong arm tactic, you say, you say, "Hey, you can't use that, or else I'm gonna sue you." That actually is grounds for the patent office to uh, review the claim. Mm-hmm. And um, basically strip your patent away from you, you know. So just be mindful of that. If you have a patent, 
and you're you know you're 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 trying to strong arm someone to either use it or, or or not use the patent anymore. If you don't do it correctly, the patent office can strip that patent away from you. So this may is may be where this happened. You know, it could be. I think this patent was about ten years in the making. Uh, for this eight universe, years. eight years, eight years, eight yeah. years in the making. So it's it's a pretty smart tactic on on their behalf. Let Apple, yeah, yeah, let Apple use it, and then eventually make a whole lot of money off of it. Sue them. Yeah, because I, I I believe the the person who sued him was actually retired. Uh, One of the people in the foundation was a retiree. All right, yeah. So he probably played it pretty smoothly there. Um. So as far as paying this, I just hope that uh, this University of Wisconsin accepts Apple Pay because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's pretty big, man. Man, what if they pay him in all pennies like they did Samsung that time? Right. Oh, uh, <laughs> that'd be kind of dirty. You know I mean, it's paying in scholarships. <laughs> yeah. Right. Your athletic uh, fun just got you know. Boosted up a little bit. You're gonna put an upper deck on your stadium. How about that? <laughs> We're gonna put an Apple skybox on your stadium. Right? <laughs> Apple skybox, right? <laughs> We're gonna shape your stadium like a big apple. Like a big apple. Put a bite in it and everything. And that's what we're gonna call it. The Wis- Welcome to the Wisconsin Big Apple. <laughs> Owned and operated by the Apple Bowl. Apple. <laughs> the Apple Bowl. <laughs> uh, so just to be clear, the actual school, University of Wisconsin, is gonna speaking of right. All these bowl games that we have, there's no Apple Bowl. Why not? True. That would be cool. That would be pretty cool. I won the Apple Bowl of 2015. Their name is on every stadium, every arena, but they have no bowl game. Or am I missing something here? No, you're not. There's no Apple Bowl. No, there there isn't. Wow. Maybe we'll see one soon. Maybe we will. Um, That's pretty a cool name, too. It's not not like the the car wash. uh, The Tostitos. Chili bowl. <laughs> the wash my car rim bowl. You know, that's actually a pretty cool name. Um, the apple bowl. It's just called the bowl of apples. <laughs> they're, they're, the bowl of they're apples. They're probably too right. big of a sponsor to probably own their own bowl. Who could really afford to to use them? There's the orange bowl. There's the orange bowl. That's true. Who's that sponsored by? FedEx. FedEx, FedEx orange bowl. bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it could be the AT&T apple bowl. Maybe. Or the AT&T Bowl of Apples. Or the Applejack's Bowl of Apples. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And it works. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Give uh, everybody uh, in the stadium iPads to watch the game. I think iPads, it would be very high attendance if that was the case. They would break every record of all time. I would, I would find my way to that game. <laughs> For Apple iPad uh, Pro, the new one. And to be at the Apple Bowl. To be at the Apple Bowl. I man, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I'd do it. For sure. Free Wi-Fi for a year. <laughs> Free iPhones. Yeah, they probably make it complicated. You got to purchase your ticket on using Apple Pay. Using your Apple ID on Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to use you got to use wallet and passbook. <laughs> so those of you who do not know your Apple ID password, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> you can watch it on TV though. Right. <laughs> you can tune in later. I can't remember my login. Oops. Sorry. Right. Uh, so just to be clear, the school of the University of Wisconsin is going to get eighty percent of the two thirty four, um, and then the uh, alumni foundation will get twenty. Oh, so they've already divvied this up pretty much. Um, so at first there was talk, you know, whether or not the school was going to get any of the money. So pretty much just to put it out there, the presiding judge over the case, you know, just went ahead and killed those rumors. Okay, cool. But either way, that's gonna that's, is this going to be appealed? Um, actually, it's been appealed once already. 
I don't know if they'll be able to appeal it. Oh, again. that's how the amount dropped down. Right. The first appeal. Okay. Right. Gotcha. So we'll we'll see, but I doubt it. I think Apple's just I mean, two hundred and thirty four million is for pocket is pocket change. Versus eight hundred and sixty two million. Well yeah. not even that. Even the eight hundred and sixty two would be pocket change. Oh, I mean yeah. that's oh, you yeah. know, that's like up under mm-hmm. the couch. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, that's a lot of pocket change, man. Yeah, I think right. that might put a dent in something. But we're talking about a company that's worth like almost seven hundred billion dollars right now. Yeah, I get it. Oh, yeah. That's a that's that's pocket change for me. So the story the story was uh all right, well yeah, we'll pay the eight sixty two. There's no iPhone seven. Right. <laughs> it's gonna be all right, all right, we'll drop it down, we'll drop it down. The iPhone six Z. Six SS. Six SS. Be the same phone, same um software inside of it. And on it. the box it's gonna say blame Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. You're gonna put the eight nine chip right, right back, back in, in there. there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, that would be that would be that would be pretty funny, you know. There's no iPhone coming this year because we got <laughs> because of the University of Wisconsin. They would probably have to uh, put the arm the, the national military at that school because they would definitely be uh, be attacked by everybody, myself included. Uh, that wouldn't be fun. No, that wouldn't be. <laughs> um, so let's let's look at this though. Uh, big story coming out out of last week. So. What would you guys say the fastest smartphone on the market is right now? The iPhone. Uh, Samsung. The Samsung Note 5. Note 5. Note 5. With, Note that, 5. with their Octa-Core processor yeah. and 4 gig RAM. Uh, so basically... Uh, oh, I, is there 4 gig RAM in that? 4 gig RAM. 4 gig RAM. Oh, there's only two in the iPhone, right? There's yeah, only two. two. I, yeah, two. And that's just upgraded. Right. So you got an octa-core uh, processor and a Note 5, which, of course, eight, eight cores. Man, that's uh, Four gigs of RAM. Um, so this phone, of course, beat every other smartphone on the market uh, as far as speed goes. Then you have the 6S Plus, which has a dual-core processor, half, uh, a fourth of the cores. Um, and the RAM is only two gigs. So on paper, clear winner, right? Samsung Note 5, right? Right. All right. So there was a there was a test con, con, uh, conducted on cultofandroid.com, um, where you know there's multitasking, there's you know just opening apps, closing apps, that kind of deal. Um, basically, uh, the iPhone won almost every category by over two seconds a piece. So that's both you know that's opening your app, that's closing your app, that's switching apps, that's multitasking, that's pretty much everything. The iPhone won over over two seconds in each category. Please, guys, what do you think about that? That just brings into uh, the forefront the the build of the uh, Apple software. If you have a phone that has two gigs of RAM versus four gigs of RAM, and you're lacking on uh, app opening times, mm-hmm. that is a big problem there. Well, the reason that they gave was with the iPhone, when it says it's, it multitasks, it keeps all your apps running in the background simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way, when you go right back to it, it's, it's real-time updated. Whereas with the Samsung phones, it had to reload every app mm-hmm. um, while they're stored in the RAM. Uh, and so that way, that, that's the reason it had a little bit of a lag. So every time you open the app, even though you had it open in the background and it's supposed to multitask, it pretty much had to reload it every single time. Uh, well, well, correct me if I'm wrong. The um, the difference between RAM and process processing is your is your speed. That's your processing right. speed. How how quickly you can open and close. Right. RAM is based on how 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 many 
or the size of programs uh, that you can actually function on the device. Yeah, and and really efficiently. Right, and an easy way to think of of the difference between processing speed and RAM is if you have a sports car, right? So if you have a sports car that's really souped up, you know, of course, the the more you put into it, the faster it's going to go. That's going to be pretty much your processor speed, you know, how fast can you move. Um, RAM would be like lanes on a highway. So if you're on the highway and it's a two-lane highway, you know, one going one way, one going the other, you're obviously not going to be able to make as much uh, speed or go as far, make as much distance, you know, in the same amount of time as you would be able to on like a five-lane highway. Or maybe even like a you know eight lane highway where you got you know four or five lanes going both ways, that kind of deal. So that's you know an easy way to think of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it is worth noting uh, while we are Apple lovers, um, the the Note Five is the fastest Android powered smartphone available right now. So the LG G four and the OnePlus two and the HTC M nine, pretty much the biggest smartphones you know that that are, are and that's biggest Androids right now. Um, the Note 5 pretty much beat those handily, but the 6S Plus beat the Note 5 handily. So pretty much right now, it's safe to say that the 6S Plus is the fastest mobile available overall. Um, and again, that can be found if you guys want to look at the results of that test. That can be found on cultofandroid.com. You guys have any more thoughts about that? No, no thoughts here. It's pretty cool. You know, yeah, pretty um, straightforward. So I do have something that I think you guys are going to really like um, going along with that. So pretty much, uh, you know, everybody always, you know, Samsung versus Apple, Apple versus uh, Samsung, which one's the best, which one's not the best, blah, blah, blah. You know, who copies who, who does this, who does that. So it's, you know, iPhone 6S came out. They have the 3D touch feature on there, which I think is pretty cool. You know, quick, uh, quick way to jump between interfaces and things like that. Um, so Samsung has been rumored already. Um, there's a report going out on uh, 9to5Mac.com um, that the 3D Touch feature is, you know, is rumored to be in the next Samsung Galaxy uh, phone, which is going to be uh, coming from Clearforce, uh, or actually from Synaptic. The, the technology is called Clearforce, which is pretty much the same thing as the 3D Touch. Um, of course, a lot of you know, Samsung guys are really up in arms about that. Because now there's more, you know, evidence that Samsung, you know, more or less copies what Apple does and puts it in their phones. Um, but how do you think this is going to uh, affect things going forward? You know, things such as, you know, like patent, you know, cases and things like that. What do y'all think? I think there's going to be a ton of lawsuits coming. A lot of litigation. Yeah. Always between these two companies. Never ending. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, these devices are becoming so much the same. It's whether you want a Samsung or Apple, which one works more efficiently is, is to me, is the biggest deal. Because, I mean, they've got the same technology in it. What's the difference? Nothing really. Just the, the, way, they, just the way they do the same thing. The, the way they do the same right. thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Just the way. Um, so, I mean, again, it's worth noting that, you know, before... Um, the Galaxy models gained a little bit of popularity a while back. It's pretty much a uh, photocopier, if you will, um, of the Apple iPhone hardware and software designs. Um, and of course, you know, mentioning uh, the court cases that resulted in the multi-year, uh, multi-billion dollar lawsuit over intellectual properties and things like that. Um, and of course, those are still ongoing. So this is from 2008, you know, to now. Um, so Tim Cook... Apple CEO has pretty much tried to stay out of court as much as possible. 
um, but you know it's, uh, it's it's you know somebody stealing your stuff and you you kind of can't help it. <laughs> so I think it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. But you know I wouldn't be surprised if the 3D Touch feature, you know whatever the name may be, would end up in the next uh, Samsung phones. It would be pretty good because practically now it's gonna be a game of cat and mouse. I gained this much in sales. I'm a copy of your design. Right. And uh, what would be pretty cool is to see that technology on on TVs, man, on flat screen TVs. Uh, is it in the MacBook already? Uh yes. Force Touch is in the Force MacBook. Touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be pretty slick. You know, like if you uh, if anyone has ever been in a Tesla, mm-hmm. you know the te- the Tesla's whole dashboard is screen, yep. tech screen. Right. If you get put that technology inside of a Tesla, man, you got something going there. I think that's pretty slick. Well, as we as you spoke before, Apple has some plans with Tesla. Maybe. Yeah. My wheels are turning. Just think about a digital push button start. The harder you press the da- the dashboard. Not even that. What about a fingerprint reader car start? Oh. Mm-hmm. That would eliminate all need for a key. I'll cut your finger off. Yeah, I would too. No, I'm still your <laughs> Just clone your finger. That's it. Hey, what is it called? Touch ID hey, for you your want, car? Yeah, you, you, want, you want a glass? You want something to drink today, Mike? <laughs> Get a piece of tape. A piece of tape. And I'm in there. And I'm in there. Gone. <laughs> Where's my car? See ya. Joe guy. Pew. <laughs> Good one, Mike. You just gave everybody a great idea. Thank I'm pretty you, sure uh, Apple, please pay me if you do come up with that idea. Please. Uh, I'll give you my email address. It's not going to happen, buddy. <laughs> Tell you, you can definitely email me. I'll be all over that. Um, so, guys, uh, just before we wrap up everything, um, do you guys have any final thoughts on anything? No final thoughts. Okay. Well, let's jump right into our uh, our tip of the day, tip of the week, actually. Um, so, this week, our tip is going to be how to share and save voicemails. So, um, I know plenty of people, you know, come up to us all the time. You know, I have an important voicemail, you know, maybe it's something about work, maybe it's something, you know, a family member might have left you. A lot of times, you know, people that are deceased, you know, you have voicemail that they, they might have left you when they were alive, that kind of thing. Or maybe it's just a funny message that you want to hang on to. Um, you know, whatever the case may be, we have plenty of stuff we want to hang on to. Um, so before, you had no way of really sharing or saving those. And, uh, you know, you know, it was kind of up in the air whether or not you're going to be able to keep them when you change phones. So now in iOS 9, you can do just that. So what you want to do is you want to go to your phone um, app, of course, go to your voicemail tab. Um, you select the one that you want to save, and you hit the share icon, which is a little box with the up arrow on top of it. Um, and then from there, you can move it to notes, you can move it to voice memos, you can send it to someone as a text message, or you can email it. You can also hear it in the iTunes store. It's like a song, you know, all kinds of things. Um, so it's, you know, many ways to share and save your voicemails. So there's no excuse, no reason why any important voicemails should be lost or left behind or whatever the case may be. And that is the tip of the week. So now for Mike's plug of the week. Hi, guys. My, my plug of the week is going to be on a company called Mobile Cube. Pretty much it's a kiosk setup. You go to the kiosk. You pretty much type in the phone that you have. For $4.99, you get a, a charging block, <clears throat> like a charger for your device. And the cool thing about it is you can travel with that uh, that charging block and return it at any other kiosk and any other location. So for those of you who like to carry around phone chargers in their pockets, always walking around looking for a plug, 
that right there, that company will save you time and, and energy. $4.99, go to the kiosk, get up a charging block, take it with you, charge, charge up your device, and return it at any other mobile cube charging kiosk, pretty much. Um, cube. What do you pay with credit card or cash? I'm pretty sure it's going to be a credit card because it's a kiosk. So it's a key. I mean, that's pretty slick. So the kiosk, I guess, charges these things back up. I'm pretty sure, yeah, because uh, it's not a typical charging cord. It's more of a like a almost like a portable, almost almost like a portable battery charger, but that only plugs into your phone or your tablet. Gotcha. So do you have to return that after you use it, or how's that work? Yeah, no, you, you just keep it, take it home with you. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You, <laughs> please return to people. Plug it up in your wall, just, you know, it's yours. Just do whatever you want. Yeah, it's whatever you want to. Yeah. I mean, you probably could. They never know. It's great for people who, especially people who carry around multiple charges with them, so. Nah, don't do that. That's a bad idea, because if your credit card's on file, you might <laughs> yeah. get a, oh, yeah. they're they're gonna get, get that charge. They're going to get that back. They're going to get a hefty penalty. Nah, don't do that. You don't want to go to collections for I, a I didn't charge. say that. Okay, uh, going forward, people, we're going to be plugging uh, one company per week. So anybody, any company out there that wants us to plug them, send an uh, email to us at 3Ps in a podcast at gmail.com. That's spelled 3PSINA podcast at gmail.com. We have a long list of, uh, of companies, so please send us uh, something early in the week so we can get look, where we can look at the info and uh, plug you during the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for that, Michael. And Mr. Joe, what do you have for us as far as our weekly trivia? All right, so we're gonna do something a little new here. Kind of, kind of uh, make this fun for you guys. All right, so uh, we're gonna introduce a trivia of the week. Tell us how it works. All right, so what we'll do is uh, I'm gonna give you guys, uh, I'm gonna ask you guys a, a question, trivia-based question, and uh, the email that we just provided. You guys can provide your answers through the email. Um. These are going to be tech questions, you know, uh, very well thought out questions, you know, so they won't be the easy ones. So let's get started here. So the first one here, some of you guys, you know, in your in your 20s, in your late 20s may not be able to answer this question. Uh, but if you're tech, tech savvy, maybe you will. All right. So here we go. Ooh, I see how do I even word this one because this one's really this it's one's, a hard one now we're gonna make it easy pretty cool man all right so who out there can name the corporation who was rumored to be the United States of America's first internet service provider um I have no idea. <laughs> Mike, any idea? I have no idea, too. I'm thinking about one particular company, but... I I'm sure everybody's thinking about that same company, but I, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to give you a hint for some of you tech guys out there. All right, so this company, basically, uh, you were able to access <clears throat> the service by using POTS lines. POTS lines and an X.25 dial-up. All right, the modems were uh, were uh, twelve hundred bit supported, and that's all I'm gonna give you. <laughs> so uh, is AOL seven point oh? Uh, 
I'm not going to give you anything else. Okay, well, I'm a 90s baby, so that's all I knew growing up. <laughs> AOL 7.0. I knew it was AOL 7.0. I can, I, can, I can tell you this. I can tell you this. It was expensive. If you had it, it was expensive. So it couldn't have been AOL because they used to give those things out at Kroger for free. Oh, yeah. <laughs> your 30-day trial with on, the, on the CD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All so, right, so send, it, send, in your, send in your answers, all right, and uh, we'll look over them, see what you got. Um, of course, I know the answer. You know, um, I grew up hearing this every day, and uh, I think it's pretty cool, you know. So uh, next week we'll have, a, we'll, have a, we'll have the answer for you, and then uh, we'll actually have another trivia question for you guys. Hopefully, actually we will. We'll give away some prizes, you know, some free plugs, things like that. So uh, let's get, get on it. You know, it's, 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 it's a little fun here in uh, – you know, brighten up you guys' knowledge out there. You know, see what you know in the technology world. Really appreciate that, sir. Uh, so, as always, guys, you know, send us your questions, concerns, tips, or otherwise to our email. Um, as Mike stated earlier, that's three P's in a podcast at gmail.com. Um, catch us on Facebook, catch us on Instagram, catch us on YouTube. Also, uh, we finally have our website available as well. Uh, which is uh, 3ps.simdiff, that's S-I-M-D-I-F-F, dot com. 3ps.simdiff.com. Check us out. Let us know anything that you guys would like to see or hear. And, you know, again, we'll see you next week. Hopefully you guys will have a great week. Final thoughts, guys? You guys take all this information that we're giving you. You know, uh, you know it's good information. And, um... We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, just look out for our tips, our plugs, and our trivias. I'm sorry, and our trivia. <laughs> and also our seminars and our one-on-ones. You know, if you guys uh, want to get a one-on-one, just email us or call us. Uh, and also we will announce our seminars, uh, you know, once they are available. Uh, but once again, thank you so much for your time. We hope you have a great week and a great evening. Good night. And we'll see you guys at the... Apple Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, guys.